0: Hello and welcome to Incision UK in conversation with today's guest is Mr. Turner, a consultant orthopedic pediatric surgeon. Hello Mr. Turner, thank you for joining us today. Are you happy to introduce yourself for our audience?
1: Yes, my name is uh, Mr. Jim Turner. I'm a Children's orthopedic surgeon based at the Bristol Children's Hospital, but I'm also a, a fellow in the Department of Global Surgery at Oxford University.
0: Can you tell us a bit more about your interest in global surgery and how you came to this field?
1: Sure. So when I was a doctor, or one of my first years as a doctor, I actually joined the army, the British Army, and. Part of my time when I was an officer, a doctor in the British Army, I spent time in Iraq uh, in 2003. Uh, And one of my roles there was as a liaison officer to uh, local healthcare personnel. And I found it absolutely fascinating, the challenges, or should I say the extra challenges, that they were facing uh, due to the the, the war that was was, uh, taking place at the time. So that really developed my interest and passion in sort of, I suppose, more the humanitarian side of um, healthcare. And then when I came, my three year commission ended and I started my surgical training, I started it actually off here in Bristol. I carried on with that interest and passion and uh, spent time uh, abroad. Uh, on, on voluntary fellowships in South Africa, uh, in Ethiopia, in Malawi and also I spent a year as a clinical advisor at the World Health Organization based in Geneva where we were developing trauma guidelines and checklists uh, predominantly aimed at low to middle income countries. From that my job pathway was guided and, um, and then I, with my clinical work here at Bristol, when I do have spare time, uh, I will then have links with the Red Cross, the ICRC. I've just, I'm on the books also for, for Médecins Sans Frontières and also for a few charities. And um, I do go out on a relatively regular basis to teach and to train uh, those abroad.
0: So... When you're, so you are a full-time consultant in Bristol and yes. you're also able to do missions with various organisations and also do training. So one, one of my questions would be, how and when did you decide that those two, so going on short mission and also training people who were there, would complement each other?
1: Yeah, as a trainee, my first consultant job full-time substantive consultant job was actually in uh, a children's charity hospital uh, in Ethiopia, a charity called Cure and that was full-time so I was actually living and working out there Uh, but when I came back to the UK two years ago from that I I wanted to keep that part, that, that interest of mine, that passion of mine, I wanted to keep that going And I felt that I could, and and so far it's it's, it's worked very well, that I have been able to dovetail both together. But you're asking about, you know, do I think it complements each other? Yes, absolutely it does. We are beginning, certainly in Bristol, here at the Children's Hospital, we are developing a... Collaboration between the orthopaedic trainees here and orthopaedic residents in a region of Ethiopia, and it's through the links that I have in Ethiopia that, that we've got that up and going, up and running. And trainees are now from Bristol are seeing the wider world, and they're learning lots from Ethiopians. They go out, they come out to to Ethiopia with us. But also we've had some Ethiopians, Ethiopian trainees come to us and they share with us their experiences. We share with them our experiences and um, it, it's, a, it's a win-win situation. And we're developing this say, fantastic partnership which is uh, growing on a monthly basis.
0: That's great to hear. Um, that sounds really interesting. And it's it's amazing that your trainee gets to have this opportunity so early on um, in their journey. Can you tell me, as you've been doing this for a good few years, uh, and with the experience that you have, in relation to actually orthopedic pediatric care, um, what has been, what have been some of the let's say biggest challenges that you've been seeing on both sides of the coin when it when it comes to the missions you're doing and then this training that you're developing and that you've actually got running with this region in in Ethiopia to maybe maybe scale it more or what have you th- what have you found have been sort of the difficulties there
1: yeah there are a number of number of aspects when when you go and Work abroad. Uh, when you start to develop a partnership with a healthcare institution from a different country, um, you've you've got to be very very aware of the differences between where you work and where they work. And it's not just, you know, that they have different equipment and you know the 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 operating. Theatres are set up in a different way, but I always think more importantly, you've got to be acutely aware and sensitive towards the the social differences, how they live their lives. In in certainly a lot of the African countries, religion plays a a huge part in their lives, but also in in their healthcare as well. Certainly in Malawi, I was there about seven, eight years ago. Huge part. In, in decisions that were being made and certainly in the pre and post-octave period, religion was involved. So you have to be aware that that is the case, be sensitive towards that, don't offend them and actually embrace. And I think if you, know, you as someone from the Western world can learn lots from the way different societies um, run, different societies work, so to be aware of that difficulties, you with that in mind, you may want to go ahead and say, well, we should be able to do this, we should be able to do that. But actually, it, you have to run it past the, the hospital manager. You have to run it past the health minister. These things take a long, long time. So you have to be patient. And lots of paperwork is involved. and. And certainly, even with training, you have to be—you have to be acutely aware that even just going out and speaking to a bunch of doctors, some people, not necessarily, may take offence of it. But they'll say, "Have you been given the thumbs up to do this?" I've—I've I've been caught out on a few times. So, those are the challenges. Those, are, I think, are the main challenges. As being an orthopaedic surgeon, we do a lot. Of our procedures under x ray guidance, even when we decide on our management plans, we often require x rays to see what's going on with the bones. And some hospitals that I've been involved with um, don't have x rays, and certainly in theater, they do not have mobile x rays. So it becomes a challenge, a surgical challenge. Uh, And we often, I often think, am I doing the right thing here? Is this without an x-ray. I haven't done it before without an x-ray. Is this uh, the right thing to do? Is this acceptable or should I be leaving it? And these are quandaries that you think about when you work abroad and um, we discuss with the locals.
0: And given that you have such this breadth of experience, what have been um, the Improvement that you have seen along the way, step by step.
1: We we here in Bristol we we have a our reps our, our representatives from companies and organisations that provide equipment and provide X rays X ray machines. We have a a good close effective working relationship with them, and they they have um, helped to a degree. They they Given us some equipment to take out, which people certainly out in Ethiopia have been very appreciative of. But actually, with that, just before I move on, you've got to be very careful with that as well. Just because something is out of date in the UK, let's say, or something that we haven't used for a while, just because we're not going to be using it doesn't necessarily, therefore, mean we will give it to our partners abroad because they may have never used it before they've never trained with it and it will be of no use to them anyway so the equipment that I take out or that we take out with us you have to again have to have a a big long think about it and discuss with your with your partners, partners abroad to say would you like this rather than just coming out with a box of Plates that they've never used. Now, with regards to improvements, certainly from a trainees point of view, we have developed now a, a training program with our orthopaedic partners. And even though they themselves are on an Ethiopian orthopedic training program, when we come over, uh, we set with them before we come over aspects um, pathologies that they would like us to discuss with them and when they've come over to us again we have asked them and they have asked us what would you like us to talk about and so i'd say that the what has improved the sharing of perhaps pathologies uh, aspects of orthopedics that we find common in our country, sharing it with those abroad that don't find it as common, um, which they therefore then find interesting and new. But but in the same breath and in the same sentence, you can flip the coin right round, and they see some fascinating cases and pathologies that perhaps are a little bit more advanced than us than than we face in our country, but them coming over and discussing those with us and uh, i think both sides uh, have benefited
0: thank you um and now i would say following up on improvement what are the future improvement that you want to see whether in your program or um in your partnerships with Ethiopia, or just global, global more generally in global pediatric surgical care and orthopedics
1: um yeah, I think sort develop what 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 we've got going in Ethiopia uh, is fantastic. It's all relatively new at the moment, but to keep that going, keep developing that partnership. When I think what that you've that's been developed to a point, and what I suppose we're doing here in Oxford as well in the Oxford Global Surgery setup is that when you have established that partnership you can then talk about and work out exciting new research projects and do that very much together and i again i know of friends and colleagues abroad in the past uh, it's not necessarily they're not interested in uh, research but actually they they find it very difficult to get that up and running because they haven't had the training and they need assistance and they need help so actually one you've developed that sort of personal relationship with them first um, and perhaps got a training program and you know visits to and from, you can then say, well okay guys let's think about setting up some research projects together uh, and That's what I I would like to see in the future, and whether that'll be just through with the Bristol crew, whether that'll be with the Oxford um, crew as well. But also, pulling together departments of global health, departments of global surgery around the country, pulling around the world, you could almost say, pulling together and working together and developing Mm -hmm. this larger, Group where you can help each other out, provide assistance with each other. An example, I'll just share with you now the Children's Hospital in Bristol. We are thinking about, we're in the very early stages of thinking about setting up a pediatric global health department, but not just surgery, but but children-based global surgery department. Um, uh, we, we're having an open day in May to, to, to discuss and bring interested people to it, but if that gets up and running then getting that new department linked in with Oxford, it's more established, the uh, global health department at King's as well, um, and Working together, I think you'll you'll get a better result. Global surgery aim will be will be better met I think when you work together, so that that's that's what i when I look into the future, that's what i hope
0: and just to just finish with two last questions. Just briefly, are you happy to tell us a little bit about what the Global Surgery Research Group does in in, in Oxford?
1: So yeah, you... uh, so um, we're a, we're a Department of the Department of Global Surgery in Oxford. It is a group that consists of well, a lot, I mean, lots of tra- trainees at Oxford Medical School, Oxford University. They can do their um, SSMs, special study modules in global surgery, and then the, the, the sort of the consultants that are involved in the group is a combination of orthopaedic surgeons, uh, general surgeons, ENT. There's lots of uh, very dynamic anesthetists involved. There's a plastic surgeon. There's a paediatric surgeon. So lots of different different specialties within surgery we get together and it's been up and running for a few years now headed by Professor LeCou and Professor Larvey. and we yeah develop partnerships collaborations with groups and institutions uh, abroad and it is not just those in the LMICs but also in um, global health and global surgery departments and other universities, such as Harvard. And the role that we have, why we, the department has been set up, is to establish partnerships, develop the partnerships, get some research up and running, do lots of teaching, lots of training, and you know, my view on what is global health, what is global surgery, It's an area for study, research and practice of surgery where you're doing that to achieve equality of the individuals in those different countries. Or should I say on a worldwide basis, you're trying to achieve equality. That's what I think. That's how I see global health and specifically global surgery. So that's what we're doing at Oxford. Um, so it is quite exciting. It's, it's, it's an exciting unit to be a part of, and um, lots of things happen.
0: Sounds like it, yes. Um, so final question. Y- if you're talking to medical students um, who maybe might have an interest or not have yet an interest in, in pediatric, uh, orthopedic pediatric surgery and mm. global pediatric surgery, What would you um, say to those who actually have an interest already? So, what would be your top tips for them? And those who maybe have literally no idea about what they want to do, where they want to go? What would you tell them uh, to convince them to actually join join you?
1: Yeah. So, uh, those who are interested, I would. Yeah, I'd. I'd uh, I'd be very happy to see that they have they are showing an interest and be very enthusiastic towards them and say look you know that lots of things are happening on the global health front in our specialty of children's orthopaedics I'm personally involved with a few of them but I have lots of friends and colleagues who are involved in other projects so I would get them involved I would meet meet up over coffee uh, or a beer uh, and discuss, find out in more detail what their interests are. Then get them involved, come and join in some of our meetings at Oxford, or if the, uh, the Bristol department gets up and running next year, and get them involved with that. Uh, uh, research projects, they can absolutely help out with that. Uh, and certainly from a teaching point of view, they could join in and i think i would like to share with them my experiences to date and how it has been very fulfilling to me and how i found it's really helped me develop my practical um or i think it's made very much made me a better doctor so i'd like to share that my experience with them on that front and i often get asked here in Bristol. How can you combine the two? Because what seems to be happening over the last 10, 15 years, more and more so, you're, you're blinkered in and channeled into becoming a doctor of a particular specialty as quickly as possible. That's what the NHS wants. That's what the Ministry of uh, Health wants. So it's taking time out during your training to learn and spend time doing global surgery, uh, humanitarian work abroad, it is becoming more difficult. But my answer to that is, when they ask that question, it's not impossible. And as long as you provide a good argument and a good basis to why you want to go out and how it will make you a better doctor and when you do come back to the UK you will be in a better place and the fact that you can then share your experiences with other trainees and through that develop partnerships with other training organisations and other training programmes from around the world, it's more likely then that your seniors are going to say, "Hmm, okay, that sounds a, sounds a good idea. Uh, and then when you become a consultant, it's, it's working for me in Bristol. I've got some fantastic work colleagues of mine that they're all friends of mine, and they very much support the work I do. And swapping my on call rotors and my clinics and my operating lists, they're very happy to do that to enable me to continue on with my passion. So all of this, I think I would like to share with the younger generation to say it is possible, it does work, and I would very much encourage you to follow that pathway.
0: Thank you so very much, Mr. Turner. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Incision UK in conversation with Mr. Turner. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.